morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Ethan coming at you live from the True You HQ. This is the 25th episode of the True You podcast. True You is an outlet for people to discover their inner greatness and what it takes to become the best version of themselves. These are real conversations with amazing people and the only intention being to add value to our listeners. Today, we have Mr. Dan Gerseth on with us. Uh, Dan is a realtor, uh, excuse me, a real estate investor out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and is the owner of a real estate sales team, the Gerseth Realty Group. He enjoys sporadic road trips across the country and has a new puppy named Daisy. Uh, She looks cute on Facebook, by the way. Um, And since graduating from UW-Eau Claire in 2018, Starting with $0, he has now built over a $1 million investment portfolio and a new worth of just under three hundred k. He believes the key to growth is having a positive mindset and pushing through hard times with forward thinking. Mr. Dan, what's up, brother? Hey, I'm really excited to be on here. Yeah, we're excited. It's a beautiful day outside, and uh, I can't complain. I'm just excited to be on here and and, uh, give her whatever value I can today. Love it. Um, it's beautiful outside. So we're finally getting there in Wisconsin too, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. It's 70, uh, 78 degrees yesterday. Hey, that's good real estate weather, huh? My, oh, absolutely. My puppy Daisy, uh, spent most of the day playing outside. So she spent uh, most of the day sleeping cause she's just so pooped out from yesterday. Oh, I bet. Excited to get into the springtime. I'm sure that's, uh, that's for everybody out there and whatever you guys are up to running around with the dog or business, everything. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a lot nicer than negative 15 degrees weather we have to deal with around here in the winter. No shit. Yeah. It's uh, it's I'm, I'm from Minnesota. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about in California. I'm spoiled, but when I remembered the, the, uh, this, the energy and the, everybody um, would get out and get excited and start ma- moving and shaking, right. Everything gets better in the spring in the Midwest. So it's a, uh, Something I get excited to come back to. Absolutely. It's just so. a whole, it's just an energy buzz around here for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, it's interesting. Um, what led us to hopping onto this was uh, you, you reached out the other day, which um, which I'm thankful for. I, I followed you on Facebook and we've talked a little bit in the past, but I, not very much. It's been a while. I think we met, um, we talked about it at a Than Merrill, um, like real estate, um, seminar like a multi-day uh class that we took and then it's uh, it interesting how that leads down the road to these types of things and opportunities and at that time i'm pretty sure neither of us were in real estate um either that was probably about five years ago it's interesting how things come back full circle you know and you, you end up uh checking in and, and what you're doing now um, it's incredible, man. I mean, it's exciting. Can you tell me the the story since we'd met and what that led to? Just give me your background on the, the climb. Absolutely. So back in college, I had a moving business back when I met you about five years ago. And uh, that was, you know, I tried to start probably five or six different businesses uh, before and during college. And the Really, the one thing that picked off was just the moving stuff, which sounds really random, but it's a huge need. And, and there's a lot of people around the entire country that need moving services. So, um, I mean, that's it's kind of uh, a weird part of my story, but that's just such a big part of it that always has to be mentioned. Um, that really got me off the ground with understanding how to build a business bit, uh, bigger, how to 
how to do customer service type things, how to provide a service. Um, and really what ended up happening, it was also learning opportunity for me to understand that what, depending on what business you're in really depends on how you want your lifestyle to be. And for me, I realized that moving wasn't going to be something that I wanted to be able to scale up throughout my whole life or do continue doing. So when I met Ethan at that fan Merrill real estate investing course, I was actually, that was just the tip of the iceberg of what, what we're building now on uh, me just reaching out, looking for more knowledge on real estate investing. So, and yeah, I mean, that's one of the first things I did was that Than Merrill. And I started reading a lot more into Robert Kiyosaki and uh, the, mm-hmm. everything just kind of snowballed from there. That's exciting, man. And uh, it, well, the book I'm guessing got like a rich dad, poor dad. Was that one of the, yeah, that's my favorite. Book. So if, if anybody's listening to this and have not read that book, stop the podcast right now and go order that book and then resume finish the podcast first but yeah dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah write it down and then go do it yeah, yeah. um no I, I love that man that's a that's that's a great one and it seems like i mean i didn't know that you had those what five or six other businesses prior you said that you um in the moving one in particular but i'm i'd imagine that all led and that you you pulled uh, value out of each of those to apply towards your current gig i guess the biggest thing i pulled out of my attempts at starting five or six different businesses before I, I actually started getting, I got into real estate was that it's a lot harder than one thinks to actually start a business. And looking back, it's really success is, is simple, but it's not easy because a lot of people think that it's just, you pick out what you want to do and then it just kind of goes from there. And reality is, the the market kind of throws you around and and the market doesn't care what you want to do the market will tell you what what's valued and what needs to be taken care of in the marketplace you know so i i started a few businesses and i realized that there was no, there was no possibility for me to scale them up or make an income off of them and um you know a lot of times people are like well just follow your dreams and stuff i'm like well i get that but this at some point my dream is to really be financially state stable and financially independent. So I was like, well, what can I actually do? So that's when I, I got started in the moving business. I was really just putting a lot of Craigslist ads out there and, and kind of market testing what would be a possible business. And um, during this time back in 2014, I was in college. I put a, I put a Craigslist ad out there for moving and um, that's what ended up taking off. But yeah, I started, I started all these different businesses and they all pretty much failed and lost a lot of money, lost a lot of time. But at the end of the day, I don't look at any of those as wasted, wasted time. They're all, I always got lessons out of all of them. Some of them were more painful than than the other ones, but it worked out. Right. Right. And that's the most important thing. There's what you just said is lessons learned from all of them. And that that's, I mean, everyone, is paved to success through failure, you know, the road that we go down and, and, um, you know, there's things that we can do to mitigate that or to like help, you know, guide us through more, um, efficiently on that journey, but there's still going to be those failures and those, those learning lessons, but, um, right. You didn't let it just be a failure. It sounds like you took a lot from it and that led to where you're at today. And tell me about that. Like what, what's your makeup today? I mean, you got this, this thing pumping out, uh, 
it looks like pretty well in, in um, Eau Claire area with your real estate team. Tell us about your team and the, the vision behind that. Yeah, I'd like to cover one more thing. Like, I, yeah. uh, um, I, I guess I have a look like, like when people talk about failure, I think it, people look at it as a negative thing. And I think that's how school kind of teaches us is just that failure is a negative thing constantly. You know, if you fail a test or you fail this or that, it's like uh, you get punished in a way. But yeah. I think us as a society and especially as entrepreneurs or anything, any, you know, relationships or whatever, failures are actually really hidden gems. They're building opportunities because you learn a lot more from failure than you ever do when you succeed. I think success itself is actually one of the biggest downfalls of people thinking that what they're doing is just going to, if they can just re- keep recreating what they're doing, it's just going to continuously create success. And then people get complacent with, with where they're at. So I think mm-hmm. failure is a necessary yeah. evil for any sort of greatness in the long run. Yeah. And really what is success and failure too, at the end of the day, because it's exactly. not necessarily a failure if you picked up and you, and you learned from that and you applied that towards something else that may be considered a success. So what is it really? I mean, yeah. like, like you're saying, there's a lot to be excited about right? When you're, when you're going through those moments of getting tossed around and, um, you know, that's, that's where you learn tension is growth. I heard that, um, and those other little seminar I was at, and I've read that before too, but tension or that uncomfortable, tough going up against something that you're, you're stretching and you're allowing your mind to really, you know, dig and to create, um, that's, that's growth, you know, and then a lot of that might not look pretty. You know, it's, but um, it's never pretty. It's not there's, pretty. There's a there's a very I I always think that there's a, a, a major struggle before a plateau is broken through or you break through that that barrier that you've been trying to break through for years, because there's so many you don't have those like brain synapses of understanding, like how to get through that like that brick wall you've just been trying to hit for years maybe maybe it's an income barrier maybe you're trying to make over six figures or maybe you're trying to double your team over the next year that's a really hard thing for somebody who's never gotten to that point to do even if you read a million books about how how to expand a team there's if you've never actually done it or you've never gotten to that past that income point it's still a major um like what you said major tension point of tension yeah yeah what was your tension like with the, the real estate gig was there? Um, like what were the initial challenges and in, in that gig? Surviving. Paying my rent. <laughs> yeah. 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 To get to the next showing. Cause it takes money to make it. And you will, or unless you're strategic, you can be strategic. You can borrow. There's a lot of ways to make money in real estate, but it, there's risk. There's, I mean, and that's one of those spaces too, where if you don't put up, you don't eat, you know? So you've got to consistently, put up and make the right decisions and, and grow. And it's, but it's very rewarding too. That's the other piece that comes with that. I can just say the first year, year and a half was not, I was not, I never felt uh, too much reward. (laughs) I had the impression that I was going to be able to quit my moving company, which I had been making at finally at that point, good money with. And I sold that company and on a, on a seller contract. So I wasn't going to get all the money up front. So it really didn't do me much good um, in my first year, year and a half in real estate. 
my first year and year and a half real estate, I graduated college and I went all in on real estate. It was my full-time job now of home sales. And I thought I was going to be able to put advertisements like I, I had out in moving and I put advertisements out there, spent a ton of money on advertising and literally phone never rang, phone never rang. And come to realize that to acquire customers in the real estate business is a lot different than just uh, marketing ads on moving. And so I pretty much starved that first year and a half, had a lot of mental breakdowns. Not going to lie. It was probably like the worst year of my life. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. It and what really pulled bad. you through? Was it the vision that pulled you through that? What, what was it that caused you to keep going? Well, I, uh, I had, a, I started applying for jobs, which I know that sounds crazy because I would never, I would never, uh, last at a job very long. I would probably get fired or just not show up, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I would not last long at all, but I yeah. <clears throat> had, um, sat there one day and I had a few mental breakdowns. I just thought all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I'm, if I accept a job, cause I applied for at Menards at stocking shelves from 5.00 AM to 9.00 AM on weekends. And I, I sat there, I was like, you know, if I took that same amount of time, if I took five to 10 hours a week and just actually learned, called people and learned from other people, how they did it, like how they grew from zero to uh, grow, grow a real estate empire. If I just spent that time doing that, how much further I would be ahead in five years from now than if I were stocking shelves at Menards. So I never mm -hmm. accepted a job and I went to a real estate seminar in the cities and they talked about coaches and how every successful people, even the professional football players have their own personal coaches like Brett Favre. He might be the best quarterback of all time, but guess what? He always had his own personal coach. That's what Packers fans say. That's what Packer fans say. Oh, I'm just kidding. On, I'm just true. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he was a Viking too for a couple of years. So we did take that away, which felt good to sting you guys with that. <laughs> Brett Favre enjoyed it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, it's, you think about it, you have the best athletes in the world, Brett Favre, and they have their own coaches. Like, it doesn't make sense, yep. does it? So yep. it's like, okay, in every, every, every area of your life, you should have a coach. Yeah, exactly. So why wouldn't I do the same thing? If I'm trying to be the top athlete, or if I'm trying to be the top real estate person in my area, um, equivalent to a, a real or a athletic all-star, why wouldn't I have my own coach? So I hired a coach in December of 2018 and really the rest is history. I mean, we've just been go ever since then. I, sp I spent my last thousand dollars basically to hire a coach. It was a thousand dollar a month coach. It's $12,000 a year. And I only made like 24 grand that year at last that in 2018. So, um, I basically spent all my money on a coach and then, um, just banked on that working. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and what made that a sound decision for you? Did you did you get a referral to him from somebody that was trusted? Did you look him up? Did you what 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 led you to that? I I had just heard about this coaching company. It was uh, it's Maps Coaching. It's one of the best top real estate co coaching companies in the in the world. Okay, and I just okay. called them up and I looked at um, what they had to offer and the value proposition they had to offer was was good. And yeah. I knew that I was going to be dedicated to what they had to 
had to say. And that's where it begins, right? I mean, that you you knew that w- you were willing to be vulnerable and allow yourself to grow and learn from somebody who's already great at what they're doing, which is very important. But you already knew, too, that you had a made-up mind. You're going to do this thing no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I made it through that last year. It couldn't be any worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what happened when it got fun? What was that like? I mean, the coach obviously worked out, and the rest was history, you said. So you began making those necessary shifts building a team what what happened after that when i say the rest is history i guess i'm still in i'm still in major growth zone still yeah um i aren't always in real estate though too it's always We're growth always lines. it's always growth there's yeah. there's not a day i don't yeah. come to work where i'm like all right where can how can we do um add a new stream so we can hire some more people under our company how can we find another property to sell or purchase or whatever um but yeah, I mean, I guess the rest is history. I, I, what I mean to say by that is that I knew I wasn't going to go. Um, I knew I was at least going to pay, pay my bills finally. And so as long as I knew I could do that, I was going to be able to focus on actually building the company. And so that's where we're at right now is, is I have my own real estate company here. I have uh, two full-time assistants that work for me. And then we just hired our first uh, agent onto our team about a month ago to be able to assist me on, on, uh, showings and buyer appointments. She's actually in a buyer appointment right now as we speak, um, allows me to be out there and helping more people and talk to more people and just being connected more and just help the company grow exponentially at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. What was putting the team together? Like that was very frustrating. There was a couple of times where I actually had to take a break and I said, I would have just have to say, okay, I'm I long run. I'm going to hire, I'm going to have a team short term. I need to take it like a month break from hiring process because I was so burnt out. I had, I spent hour, plenty of hours interviewing plenty of hours, um, doing final interviews. And then we get to the end and it just wasn't a good fit for whatever reason. Um, I learned a lot through that process too, understanding what people's motivations are, setting expectations up front. Um, I I'll tell you about this one failure I had. Uh, just yeah. a stupid mistake I made. You know, I'm going through this interview process, right? And I'm like, this lady is a rock star. Like, she's going to be good. She's going to be really good. Now, yeah. my position starting off was going to be kind of an entry level job. You know, it's going to be pretty low end pain, but opportunity to grow within the company because my, my, um, and I put an org chart out there where I, where I want the company to be in five years. So everybody understands, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop building this company. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for people when they first join me to grow in this company. It's going to be something bigger than, than they can imagine right now in five years. And so yeah. I put that out there and basically, um, after about five or six hours of, of the interview process, which in my opinion is way too long it was just a process I was following that I learned. And I was like, wow, I need, I cannot do that anymore. So after five or six hours with this one person, I gave them a job offer and I was at half of their, their expectations for pay. And at that pay, at that point, it's just awkward. I'm just sitting there at this board table, looking at across the table at her. She's looking at me and she's like, Dan, I can't even pay my, truck payment based on that salary and i'm like 
all right, I mean, maybe we can negotiate this a little bit. And I, I thought about it and I was like, there's no way, there's no way I could do that. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, so pro- problem solved, never go into interview process without setting expectations about pay upfront and also learning what they expect to be paid. Just such a stupid thing that everybody would just take for granted, but you don't yeah. know these little tiny things until you get into the weeds of actually doing the job to understand of yeah. how important these little, these, it seems so like a, such a minor detail, but then yeah. it's a make or break about for the situation. Right. Well, and I'm like, mixed with... what's oh, that? Go ahead. And I'm like, damn, Dan, why would I not figure out what she wants to get paid or needs to get paid in this job before I spent five to six hours with her? It's like, doesn't make any sense. And the problem at that time, I was the only person working for myself. So if I'm not, if I wasn't working, none of the work got done. Now, thankfully I have, I have a, a good set of team underneath me. So if I'm in interview pro- interviews, or if I'm in podcasts at some time, there's still work getting done in the back end. Whereas I could, right. be, I could be out of the business for a couple of days and I could come back to the business and more stuff got done while I was going. Right. And it seems like, yeah, yeah. And you said, uh, you know, you learned some by getting in the weeds of being out there. And that's so true. I feel like there's a mix between entering in and to being as prepared as you can be before you just end up putting your foot in there and just doing it. Um, you know, you don't want to go in completely blind or take a leap based on, based on just a, a, a vision without at least a little bit of context or some idea of what a plan could look like. But you don't want to overdo that either. I feel you really got to just get in there, especially if there's not much of a risk at what you're you're doing and you just you, you learn along the way man it seems like you learned a lot from that experience and you considered that a failure but you know whatever it is that you took something from it yeah if i had to choose one way if i if i was if i had to choose if i was going to be one of those people who spent hours and hours preparing before i dove into something or if i was one of those people who didn't do any preparation and dove into something i would i would almost always pick the the person just dives into it and does it because that's honestly, that's the best way to learn something. It's just going in and doing it, failing, failing and failing. I, I heard this interesting scenario one time where they, they gave this group of people clay and a pottery making board or whatever, the thing that spins. So you, and the one group had to make one perfect bowl. All right. So they make a perfect bowl. However you want to define that. And they have, they gave the other group, a bunch of clay and they said we want you guys to make as many bowls as possible and guess what happened at the end of the day the team who made 400 pots had a their last pot they made was way better than the group that tried to make one perfect pot uh-huh. so it just tells me at the end of the day you just got to go in and do it and just by trial and error and that's the best way to learn yep yeah i agree um you know, the, the still the, the little bit of preparation in some circumstances helps, but at the end of the day, get your feet in there and, and, and go, you know, and, yeah, just, you and just do coach, it. If you can add a coach into that scenario, yep. uh, I think they could have done the, I think they could have made the, the same bowl yep. in about half the time. Exactly. So Why don't day, we make all of our decisions based on those that are the best in that space that we know that we can lean on? Because if exactly. they, that's, that's the, and that's the idea behind having a coach. It's a trusted resource, but it's somebody that you're invested in and they're invested in you in return for that. 
So when you yeah. do that, then you, you can now ride off of the skill set that they carry, exactly. um, which I mean, if people don't get that. Come on, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it really does take getting out of our own way. Right. I mean, you can choose to be right or you can choose growth. And if you choose growth, you, you begin looking at those things. How can I invest in myself? How can yeah. I sharpen my saw? You know, um, whatever. And, and you just, you fall in love with it. I love when you're talking, well, in the failure thing, I love that. That's probably going to be the name of this episode now because we just keep getting into it and I love it. But the um, five year growth chart you said you had. Yeah. Um, that's a forward thinking and in your bio, you said that forward thinking, how much does your futuristic mindset play into all the decisions you make? I would say pretty much every single thing. I mean, that sounds, that sounds um, hokey kind of, but it's true because I do what's called, I do air game every week. So I take an hour out of my every single week and I do it Monday mornings. First thing I do after I have my team meeting, I go, I, turn off my phone. I tear off my computer. My team knows that I'm, I'm doing that. And I just hop into a a journal for an hour. I write down where I want to be in five years, four years, three years, a year from today. And then I figure out what I need to do today to be able to get to the next year where it will set up the year two, which year two will set up year three, which year year three sets up year five. Yeah. So everything I'm doing really is very intentional now and that's i think the biggest thing that i learned over the past few years of just making mistakes is why am i going to work every day what am i doing why would i hire a coach versus just try to figure things out things out my own well we only live one time and i would rather i'd rather spend more of my life understanding or or progressing in a in a direction that i want to get or that's optimal for what my life goals are rather than just kind of I don't know just kind of going with the flow and and uh kind of letting the wind take me wherever I don't um I want to go where I want to go right now do you say you would do you do this with your life as well one year two year three or four year five year like breakdown of like that futuristic vision is that just in your real estate company that you get strategic or are you doing that in other areas too well, it's all connected yeah. because you start off with your big why. Like, why are we working so hard? Why are we going to work every day? Like, at the end of the day, if you want to become individ- financially independent or financially fit, like, why do you care to do that? Or, um, you know, those are your biggest driving factors in life, your big whys. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess for me, I just have a big why like eventually I want to have a family and um, I didn't really see my dad much when I was growing up so I mean my one of my big whys is I want to be able to structure my life so that when I do have kids I'll be able to spend whatever whatever I want with them you know and um, just be there for them so that's my big why and that's like pretty forward thinking because I don't even have like a wife or or anything. <laughs> hey man, I'm with you. I, I have a vision board and the same stuff is up there, you know, and it's all and 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 you know, letting it be right and letting the uh life flow too but with intention. Let it flow with intention, I feel like is yep. a good way of looking at it. And there's no need to um rush into anything like that or I feel like you need to make um 
too too quick of a decision or something that may not feel fully compatible or fully in alignment with your vision. But, um, but I love it, man. That's exciting. I mean, you can look back in five years and listen to this podcast and uh, <laughs> maybe get a good laugh. And if you have that going on, whenever. The oh, absolutely. Be. I'm going to look back and I'm gonna be like, wow, I was pretty stupid back then. You know? <laughs> well, well, you know, we, it's always good to look back and like, be like, man, I, I came quite far since then, but um, yeah, the growth mindset, there's never anything stupid about it. No matter how much you look like shit, when you fall down in your face, you're still um, not stupid because you have a growth mindset. Right. And that's, that's just the progression. That's just the natural way. We're better today than we were yesterday. Ideally you're not growing, you're dying, but if you have that growth mindset, you're, you're going in that direction. Absolutely. And that one thing that one thing I would just like to add about growth mindset is at the end of the day, you're, you're the average of the, the closest 10 people that you surround yourself with. So just, that's another thing I've just been very, been very intentional about the past two, three years when I, when I transitioned from college and moving into real estate and just realizing that those people that you surround yourself with are either going to bring you up or they're going to bring you down and who, who they, their average net worth or their average life happiness even is going to be what your average life happiness is too. Yep. It couldn't be more true. I, you want to be able to connect with, uh, I feel and serve as many as you can, but to that, that value, that intention, like that time, like, like this right now is considered that if we did this every day, that would be a major impact. Your coach can be one of those five or 10 if you spend enough time or if you um, value that relationship as much as that. But yeah, in those moments of stepping away from the fire, you know, that life happiness, who are you spending those hours with? I mean, it's crazy. We're chameleons. Everybody is. I mean, you fall into this, your surroundings. Um, yep. Yeah interesting to think about and that's i know i say it every time this this comes up but this is a 25th episode and i think that about 10 of them um there's been something about association and and the power behind that so um yeah couldn't be more true man absolutely so what are you up to nowadays i mean what is your big vision for your real estate company brother tell us a little bit about the current reality yeah so right now um we're really just focusing on being able to add more of a sales team here. Um, it's tricky. It's very tricky because you don't want to just bring random people onto your company because they're the, really the face of the company. It's branded as Danger Seth Realty Group. And so essentially there's a bunch of people out there that are representing my name that I can't just hire Joe Schmo off the streets. So it makes it tricky because it yeah. takes a ter- certain personality type to be able to be a good real estate agent. Um, yeah, there's a ton of real estate agents, but there's not many very good ones. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. just that's just reality. There's, yeah, yeah. If you look at the success rate of real estate, um, it's pretty low. It's pro- I think it's actually less than like starting up a business. So like 95% of people that get in the business are out of the business in five years. Yeah. And so the value of what I why do you think that is? If we stop on that real quick for a second, why do you think that is? Yeah, actually, what I was going to say next actually kind of explains why that is. Okay. Because a real estate agent who just joins a brokerage, they have a 95% failure rate. That is 
pretty pretty high. Yeah. Like the ch- like chances are like you'd be bet you'd you'd be you'd be pretty well off if you bet money on everybody to if uh they they drop out of real estate basically within five years and uh because you'd be right most of the time. So what I'm building here at Jurseth Realty Group is a real estate team. And there's not really anything that exists like our team here in Eau Claire. Then essentially what it is are it's the Jurseth Realty Group. I have two assistants that help all the agents who join our team. And then our agents also follow my marketing plan. They also follow my buyer agent agreement uh, formula. They also follow, they basically follow all the things I've built over the past three years through all my failures and all the, uh, the hundreds of appointments that I went on that failed. And also the hundreds of appointments that I went on that succeeded and basically figure out how this process how we can streamline it to make sure that it's efficient and successful as possible. And basically anybody who joins the team, they get trained in on exactly how I do things, how I learn things from top agents around the country, how I learn things from my coach and basically take that whole, that whole formula success formula and just duplicate it into our new agents, train them on. Yeah. Yeah, Then we also also have the administrative side, the aid, the assistance that we have. So that agents aren't focusing on the low, low dollar productive jobs. Like it doesn't make sense for them to be sending out a, an automated, automated email that should be, we should have a marketing person. That's just on call that that's just there all the time. That does that stuff for agents. And that's why most agents fail because they don't have all those extra tools to help them. Yeah. And lastly, maybe most more importantly is the accountability side of things because yeah. I'm essentially everybody's accountability t- accountability partner. So once a week, everybody does a one-on-one with me and yeah. we ask them how they did. Did they hit their numbers that they had to hit that we set that they actually set for themselves at the end of the day, all every one of their goals is set by themselves and all of their goals combined equals the company goal and the company goal. We have, let's say we have a company goal and everybody is, combine parts and own individual goals equal up to what the company goal is. So now when you get into a company meeting, if somebody was falling behind, not only are they letting themselves down, but they're letting the rest of the team down. And now that accountability tool in place with all the tools that I provide allows for, I heard a statistic the other day, a a person who joins a real estate team is 1200% more likely to succeed in real estate than if they were to just get into real estate themselves. And that's insane. Yeah, that is wild. And I feel like a lot of it too is related to the mindset that people have going in. And I think that this, I mean, real estate, obviously, and like what you said, there's gold, but also just the mindset people have in, in uh, the, the true um, process of growing and how it's going to be because it's not in and some people may not have a vision that's going to be very large either. They may just want to use it for a part-time income, but network marketing, real estate and small businesses, the it's all, you know, close to that 90 percentile mark, if not more, yep. you know, and, uh, and it's, it's interesting. And a lot of people just aren't in that, that frame yet, or that don't have that mindset. And, um, you know, like you said at the beginning of this podcast, it's simple, but it's not easy. And that rings true in all, all, the, all three of those spaces. And, um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and, and you're providing structure, strategy. Like you said, you have formulas, and and uh, and you have a clear vision, and you have goals, and um, all that just provides them with a much better stepping stone to success, right? I mean, they're that you're 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 right there, um, leading and steering the ship. So, absolutely. Yep. Um, as we're we're uh, kind of creeping up to the end of this bad boy, what would you like to um, leave people with, Dan? And just overall, I mean, we we got some good nuggets out of this with uh, failure. I, I love that, and with your story and your team, what do you say to just? I mean, and we got folks that are all over the country, people that are um, in your area that are entrepreneurs. We got creatives. We've got people in real estate, but we've got a, a, just people a good variety. So just to the broad uh, audience, what? what would you say to them just with um, their journey and this failure and everything that we've spoken on? Yeah. I mean, our, a lot of the people here uh, try to start businesses or business owners or just in life in general. Um, I'd say life in general, just, or, I mean, you can leave people with whatever you want. I don't want to put too much pressure on you. It's just kind of all like the direction of growth. What would you speak on? Just, just like uh, anything that you want to leave people with. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, your mindset is everything. So if you're, if you're feeling down or if you're feeling um, like you've been beaten down and just, you're not getting anywhere and you feel like you're running on a treadmill, that's just literally getting nowhere. um, You're not alone because I felt like that for like close to two years at the beginning of my real estate business. And um, I would say just keep pushing through Uh, at some point you know, like I knew I was going to succeed eventually if I just kept going at the same time. I also said, I also dropped a lot of my businesses and said, I'm not going to, this isn't something I'm very passionate about. And I kind of let it go. So obviously make sure that you're, you're, you're building something that you're passionate about, because if you're not, it's just not going to work out. Um, and I think that's why I was able to get past that 95% failure rate. I haven't been in the business for five years, so maybe I'll go to business in the next year and a half. I don't know, but <laughs> I hope not. I don't think so. <laughs> I doubt you will brother, but, um, great. I, I appreciate you hopping on. Where can we find, uh, your Seth realty groups? There a, a site, uh, any handles that we can follow you and check you out at? Yeah, I'm pretty big on Facebook. We have the we have a pretty good Facebook presence. So if you guys want to just Facebook, follow me, um, and just go to Jerseth real damn Jerseth realty group, um, on Facebook, that'll be my business page. And then if you guys want to <clears throat> Facebook or Instagram message me, I'm just the uh, Dan Jerseth on Instagram. And then my snap will, uh, it's just D a N G J E R. Sweet. We'll blow up, blow up your Snapchat now. Sounds good. <laughs> Just, just kidding, brother. I, I appreciate you hopping on. This was great. Um, and we'll post this one up soon and I'll tag you and we'll stay in touch, Dan. I appreciate you reaching out the other day and um, thanks for hopping on this and thanks for the value. Sounds good, boss. Keep rocking and rolling. See you guys. All right. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.